At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to the Casting Across Fly Fishing Podcast. I'm Matthew of castingacross.com, where I explore the quarry and culture of fly fishing. Well, officially, this is the Corona Cast Week 3. And in this 73rd episode, I am kind of talking about some more crisis-specific activities and events, but it is something that is certainly applicable regardless of what's going on in the greater world. If you find yourself inside... Being inside and being quarantined is about as far from fly fishing as one would hope. It's almost like we have the ability to kind of endure it for those winter months. Um, and again, as we've said before, there's a lot of folks, myself included, that try to get out as much as we can in the winter time. But I do think there is wisdom in some people, whether it be because of where they live or physical limitations or even just their pace of life, to take a few months off and effectively have a fishing sabbatical. And for those people, it's like three months and then back on the water. And we can kind of tolerate that. What we've been going through the last few weeks is very much an exception. It's atypical. And this is not at all to raise not fishing anywhere near the caliber of a situation that those who are actually enduring the illness are going through. But that being said, this is people's reality. If you are usually out on the water, you can't be out on the water. In some states, you are supposed to not be out on the water. Uh, more and more are saying that being out for recreational activities, specifically fishing, is uh, not being encouraged. No one's outright, uh, you know, keeping people away from the river at gunpoint yet, and hopefully it won't get to that point. But anyway, all that to say, I didn't want to focus on the negative. I want to focus on the positive and things that you can be doing. So two weeks ago, I talked about a few things, and I want to reiterate them just very quickly. One is cleaning your gear. I opened up another reel the other day just to look at it and to check my backing after I had preached that I wanted to follow my own uh, advice. And I found backing that was just nasty and it was actually starting to fray in a couple places uh, where it was rubbing up against the porting on my reels, the holes on the reels. And so I replaced it. Easy, only a couple of bucks, and uh, allowed me to sit there and reel in hundreds and hundreds of feet of, uh, of line, which is a lot more line than I'm reeling in on the water these days. So that was fun. So clean your stuff. I did the same thing with a pair of boots. I took a pair of boots and just cleaned them down, looked at some rusts, scrubbed the rust off of some of the rivets, and uh, I'm, I'm all good to go. 
flies always can resort flies. And even though that's not time on the water, it is a little bit of a connection. All right, so cleaning, we're not talking about it too much more. The other thing is supporting small businesses. Uh, that is going to be something that you're going to hear a lot from of me on the podcast as well as on the website because it's something I believe in. It's something that I believed in before this whole thing happened. Now, that being said, to be completely transparent, I have spent money at the largest fly fishing proprietor in the country, uh, probably in the world, in the last month, and I've also patronized very, very small businesses uh, in the last month. So I, I don't think that you have to be super uh, dogmatic about who you give your money in this situation. If you need thing X to accomplish uh, activity Y, then get it how you, you need to get it. But if at all possible, patronize the small business. Some of the small businesses that uh, I've talked about on the podcast and I've featured on the website are worth checking out. Again, you can always go to the People, Places, and Things link on the right-hand side if you're looking on a computer and at the bottom of an article if you are reading on a mobile device, and there is a list of companies that I have spotlighted. So that's stuff I've talked about before. Let's talk about something new. The first thing that you can do is cast. When you are inside, cast. Now, of course, we are not casting when we are inside, but there's no reason you can't get out in the backyard and cast. I suppose if you live in an apartment building, that would be quite complicated. But if you have a yard, uh, get out and cast. If you uh, have chosen to not go out even to fish, that doesn't mean that you can't be casting. Now, usually when we think of casting practice, we think of, how do I improve my double haul? How do I work on getting 80 feet of line out? And uh, for some people, that's exactly what casting practice entails. But for most of us, and whether that be trout fishing or even saltwater and big game fishing uh, in the warm water, we're, accuracy is really what we need to be working on. Being able to put our fly exactly where we need to put it is usually the greater priority than putting our fly very, very far away from us. Um, it's really glamorous and it's really attractive to have a beautifully unrolling loop at 50 or 60 feet, but most trout fishing situations, you're talking 20 to 40 feet, and you're talking about precision more than distance. And so set up a little obstacle course. If you have kids, if you have family, get them out there. Make their little targets smaller. I've used hula hoops. I've used pool noodles kind of rolled up and duct taped together. Uh, you can just throw all sorts of stuff out there and keep yourself entertained. It's a great way to stave off cabin fever and you're actually developing a skill. I used to spend so much more time practicing casting than I do now. And it's not because I've arrived as a caster. Um, in fact, it's something I should probably be doing more. I've got two fly rods in the back of my car. I'm, I'm considered essential, which is very much an overstatement. But I'm in my office right now, and I have two fly rods in the car and a very large lawn that I have access to. Why am I taking my lunch break in here, uh, clicking around on depressing news, and not out on the lawn? Well, it's just a deliberate choice that I'm not making. So I need to make that choice. And maybe if it suits you and your situation, you can make that choice as well. That is a great one-to-one, -one, put in this amount of effort, get this amount of benefit back kind of activity. So I would strongly encourage you to do that. And again, it's just nice to have that rod in your hand and uh, you, you'll really get a lot out of it. So that's the first thing, cast more, do it. There's no reason not to. Unless, of course, you or someone close to you is in quarantine, in which case that, of course, receives much more attention, and it matters more than being able to put a fly in the teacup at 25 feet. Next thing is read. 
and there is a great gasping going across the internet when I say that. Read a book. I have not been reading as much as I would like to read during the shutdown, but I am reading more than I was before the shutdown. There is so much value in sitting down with a book as opposed to some silly little fly fishing blog, for example, or even just a a magazine. And I know those are easily digested and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I would say read those silly little fly fishing blogs and send them to all of your friends, family, and neighbors. But sitting down with a book, whether it be a classic of fly fishing or whether it be a tips and tricks volume, there is a lot you can glean from that. On one end of the spectrum, there's escapism. You sit there and you look at these pictures and you look at these fish and you imagine yourself in those circumstances. There is a lot of benefit to that. There's positivity. I mean, of course, if you're in a mindset that is like reading this book is going to make me depressed that I can't be in Montana right now or I can't be in Iceland right now, then yeah, that's not a good thing to do. But hopefully you're not at that point. And reading this book gives you a positive escapism. And on the other side of things, you know, it's going to open your perspectives. I think that's one of the great things about sitting down and reading a whole book. You are forced to at least empathize with or see from somebody else's perspective. And what that does is it informs your perspective as you approach the water. And that could have to do with what flies I should be using in this particular place, or it could have everything to do with how to approach fly fishing as a whole. What does somebody else value? What could you learn from that? What is the benefit of thinking about fly fishing in one way versus another way? And reading a long book where you're getting narrative, where you're getting someone's voice, really lends itself more to to adding those benefits to reading than, you know, 500 words or whatever I put out on uh, on a Monday or a Wednesday. Interested in a couple of book recommendations? I will put at the bottom of the show notes of this podcast a list of books that I recommend. I have a number of articles of book recommendations with individual reasons why each book made the list. But a few that I would start you off with, well, first of all, John Gierach. If you're not a reader, John Gierach might be the easiest um, way to get into reading fly fishing. So incredibly approachable. Now, I haven't read his last few uh, books, but I've read pretty much everything else in his catalog. And it is just so fun and approachable. And they're books that aren't particularly long and they're hard to put down. He does an excellent job of not just talking about fishing, but inserting all sorts of other things in there. And whether you agree or disagree, it is absolutely entertaining. So pick up any of those things, and and all of his books, I'm pretty sure, are available electronically, so you don't have to wait around for uh, Amazon to get them to you or anything like that. You can just pull them up on your uh, device. So my first suggestion was to cast. My second suggestion was to read. My third suggestion is to tie. I know, I know, it's not revolutionary. Everyone is tying when they are stuck inside. But so many people don't tie as much as they wish they tied, and now is that chance. You have an opportunity to redeem this time. So get behind the vice. Figure something out. Pick a pattern that you have fished for years and years and years and figure out that pattern. Make it your goal. Watch YouTube videos, read books, look at diagrams, 
Try, try, try again. Get that hackle to look exactly the way that you want it to. It is, without a doubt, a truism that in fly tying, like so many other things, repetition with some guiding principles will lead to good results. If you can't get something to lay right on the hook, unwind it and start over again and unwind it and start over again. And until those materials are just bent and smashed because you've been trying to tie and tie and get them to lay flat over and over again, then you continue to do it. And until you get the way you want it to go and you realize, oh, I held it this way, I had my thread tension like this, my wraps went in one direction versus the other direction, you'll realize those small things. And I, as a kind of a, an intermediate tire, am so impressed with how easily I'm figuring things out just by paying attention. It has nothing to do with my skill level. It has everything to do with, like I said before, well, the materials behave this way if I make my wraps backwards versus if I make my wraps forward. The tension uh, adjustments that I make on my bobbin or on the thread, on the materials themselves, they make the materials do these different things. So, for example, if, if I was struggling with how a foam body would shift on a hook, all I have to do is adjust my tie-in point where I have that piece of foam oriented on the hook, and then by applying the right amount of pressure, it moves exactly where it should. And so instead of it looking kind of keeling on one direction from the backside, it is perfectly straight and just nice and round. That's just one example of something that I was talking through with my little boys last night as we were tying flies. How can you get your fly to lay flat before you move that foam over and tie it into the front of the hook? Well, we experimented and we we went back and forth and figured out exactly how that happened. And those are little things that, not that everyone has all the time in the world now, but we have more time. I am reminded of, in my mid-30s, how fast time is going. And would I like more money? Yes. Would I like more things? Of course. But what is the one thing that I can't work my way into? And it's more time. And although the circumstances that are creating more time for so many of us, obviously, if you're in the medical field, or if you are a stay at home parent, or any of these other things, then your time in some ways is very much limited. For probably the vast majority of my listening audience and our country, we have more time in certain ways. Our margins have increased when it comes to spare time. It doesn't mean that all day we're sitting around doing nothing. It's just that means we have other opportunities. And so how do we redeem that? What do we turn that into? When this is all over, what are we going to walk out of our caves saying, look at what I've done. Look what I've created. No one's going to expect the newest sliced bread or the newest wheel or fire or anything like that. But what have you done? How have you redeemed the time? And I really think that those small things where you can say, you know what? I read these three books. Or I really got better at my roll casting. That's, of course, roll casting is more difficult when you don't have water. But I really worked on making my fly cast more precise. I'm tying flies. I was I had all the stuff. I spent money on fly tying all the time. But now I'm consistently tying flies. And those things, as important as they are, we have to remember there's so many more important things that we can be spending our time on. So use that fly fishing stuff as a microcosm because I'm not going to speak to and I can't speak to all of the individual circumstances that represent all of those that listen to the podcast. But what are the more important things that you can apply those same principles to? 
Um, is it being a spouse or a parent or a more diligent worker or a more diligent reader? Is it uh, being more faithful in, in some other area of life? You have an awesome opportunity. There is a real silver lining in all of this. And even if it means staying off of the water and out of normalcy for a while, redeeming this time is going to be something that a lot of people look back on and say, you know what, I squandered an opportunity. And other people look back and say, there was a blessing in the midst of all of this crisis. And there was purpose and there was direction. And I am in a small way thankful for what came out of it. Not at all happy it happened, but thankful for what came out of it. So redeem your time. Redeem your time in fly fishing and redeem your time in more important things. Okay, a little administrative details that I wanted to bring up at the end of this, the 73rd Casting Across Fly Fishing podcast. I had said in an earlier podcast that I am not sponsored, and I'm not sponsored. There's nobody who is paying for Casting Across the podcast or Casting Across the website. I wanted to clarify it after listening back on the edit. I made a note to mention it, and I've, I've neglected to do so. I am not morally opposed to it. I am not morally opposed to other podcasts taking support. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I would say more power to you. And I would go a step further and say, I am not personally opposed to that. Now, I am certainly not asking for that, but I'm also wanting to say that I'm not saying this because I have something lined up and I'm wanting to cover my tracks. Not that I think that anybody would hold me to that, but I just wanted to make sure I was being clear that I didn't sound like I was saying one thing uh, in one month and then a couple months later when an opportunity presented itself that I changed my tune. I have nothing against others being supported and I have nothing against personally casting across being supported by the fly fishing industry or the toilet paper industry or whoever else wants to throw money my way. But at this point, I am not supported. And I hopefully you know as an audience or as a reader that uh, that wouldn't change the tone or the tenor. Would I talk about that thing more? Probably, but that's just the the, the nature of, of the game. But I would only uh, be supported by somebody that I, I believed in. But that's not happening now. I just wanted to make that uh, that clarification. Similarly, I have said before that I want to do a podcast that's different than most podcasts that are out there, and that means not doing interviews. Now, I did have the one interview podcast, which was my two older boys who are now eight and five, and got a lot of positive feedback on that, and that was a blast. And uh, you know what? I would do that again in a heartbeat, and I probably will sometime in the near future. But uh, I have noticed something about myself, and that is I say something, and it's good to be a man of your word, a woman of your word, a person of your word, but only as far as it makes sense to do that. And I had started the podcast just to be an extension of the website and really make it a channel of spreading the content in a different manner than I was doing through writing, and I wanted to keep it just that. Well, I've had more and more requests for interviews, and there's people that I've wanted to talk to, and I don't need to be dogmatic about what the podcast is. That doesn't mean that this is going to become another interview podcast. I don't see that happening. And currently, right now, I have a window open on my computer that's behind my editing software that I'm looking at as I'm recording that has to do with how I would actually do interviews. So I'm not even set on it yet. But once again, I just wanted to 
to, to, to state kind of what's on my mind. I think that matters. If you take 25 minutes out of your day to listen to me, then uh, I want you to know what I'm thinking and about how I'm doing this. And again, not that anybody would hold my feet to the fire or give me a one-star review or unsubscribe or write a letter of complaint because I said I wasn't doing interviews and now I am doing interviews. But it's just something that uh, personally to me it matters. If I've said one thing uh, I wanted to, to clarify or I wanted to just say, you know what, I shouldn't have said it as strongly as I did. And uh, that doesn't bother me to do that. So hopefully you can appreciate that in these past four minutes of caveats. But I thank you. I really do appreciate it. I've seen an interesting spike in listening. It has not only gone up on the day of releases, but kind of across the week that has correlated directly with people being stuck inside. And so hopefully this can be a 20 or 25 minute reprieve if you are dealing with difficult things, if you are stuck at your desk and staring at a bunch of coworkers' little faces on windows on your screen green, then hopefully this can be a little bit of a change of pace for that. But I, I do appreciate it. And I do hope everyone is healthy and is redeeming the time, as I mentioned earlier. And if you do have a moment, if you are sitting and staring at other people's faces in your computer screen, head over to your smartphone and uh, go to the podcast and iTunes and leave a five-star review and a rating. That would be fantastic. I would appreciate that immensely. All of those who have done it already, um, hopefully you did it honestly, that I do deserve it. And uh, I also, as always am happy to get feedback. It's great to get those, not just so that I have content for when I do the uh, interaction podcasts where I respond, but just to have feedback and to be able to interact is a lot of fun. This week on castingacross.com, the first article is called Closing Down on Opening Day. Now, a lot of opening days are literally closing down now because of coronavirus, but I closed down my opening day involvement after a very bizarre and surreal experience that must have been 15 years ago now, and I wrote about that. The next article is called Online Ironfly, Pig Farm Inc. and Vitavu. Now, if you are unfamiliar with Pig Farm Inc., then all you need to know is that they do a lot of different things, but one of the things they do is Iron Fly events, which are a lot like the Iron Chef events, where you don't just tie, but you tie with either a mystery material or some sort of weird stipulation put on your tie. And Vitavu, I've talked about many times before, and they are a bag and pack company. Everything is hand-built in the United States, American-made, and uh, right now during this whole shutdown situation, they're doing it from their basements and still the same quality equipment and still the same quality builds. They just are literally handmade from people's homes. Awesome stuff. Definitely check them out. This week's recommendation is that you get involved in the online Ironfly. If you are not a tire, that's okay. If you go to Instagram and you look, search for the hashtag online Ironfly, you will see a bunch of really ugly flies. So notice that the standards are very low. And that's because the materials that you have to use are going to really steer the quality to a very, very low common denominator. And for example, this week of this online iron fly, you had to tie with materials only from your bathroom. That's the only thing you could source. You could use a hook and thread from your vice, but then you had to use materials that you found in the bathroom. And the next three weeks, all throughout April, there's going to be different challenges that are going to get announced on Instagram. And the whole purpose is to just do something positive, to bring an online community together when people are unable to actually be doing this in person, and also 
to support and raise awareness for some small businesses within the fly fishing industry that are being impacted by COVID-19. So we have small businesses that are putting forth prizes, but in doing so, obviously, you know, there's the expectation that they're going to be tagged in these. So more people are going to be following and more eyes are going to be on these products. So it's very much a win-win. It's something fun and companies are getting their names out there and it's definitely worth checking out. So again, you can go and get the full breakdown of the rules at castingacross.com underneath the post online ironfly gives more information on pig farm inc as well as vitavu and then uh, head over to pig farm inc and vitavu's instagram accounts where you can not only see what's happening in these contests but every wednesday through the month of april in 2020 there's going to be the new weekly contest that is announced leading to a friday live showdown between the finalists it'll be a lot of fun and i'm excited to see where it goes and hopefully it brings a little bit of joy and injects some fun in this uh, difficult time. Thanks for listening to the Casting Across Fly Fishing Podcast. Please subscribe in your favorite podcast app and rate the podcast in iTunes. Then head over to castingacross.com where you'll find more info on this podcast and three posts a week on the people, places, and things that go into the pursuit of fish. Mm-hmm.